is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another statewide journey together on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. You can also listen on the iHeart app. Just search The Huge Show. And you can tune in weekdays at 3 anywhere in America where you get mobile service and the free live stream is up every day, 3 until 6 at thehugeshow.net. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football, will join us in about 30 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on Michigan TCU on Saturday a little after 4, followed by Ohio State and Georgia. And the winners will meet in Los Angeles. College football national championship game. You could be there, courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Alumni Club from the University of Michigan. You have until Monday at noon. If you're 21 and up for your chance to win, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000. Spread the word to your Michigan friends. Even your Michigan State friends and family and co-workers. You know why? Because if Michigan loses to TCU, and I, I think they're an easy three-touchdown winner on Saturday, if they would lose, the alternate grand prize is a trip for two to Georgia, including golf in Savannah and round two at Augusta at the Masters with the VIP tent access. Yeah, so spread the word. Text CHAMP, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21,000. And thank you to the crew at Soren Eagle and also the Alumni Association from the University of Michigan. So Karsh in about 20 minutes on the Wolverines and the Purple Horn Toward Frogs. Frogs. Where'd I... Uh, is there some place in Scotland where they can get the Purple Horn Toward Frogs? That's a turd... You ever see the horn third frog? <laughs> Sometimes I get these accents from foreign countries like I'm possessed. People have called me the devil. I understand that. <laughs> so, Karsh, on Michigan, can they advance, win it all? And what about what Chris Ballas told us yesterday from the Wolverine.com? He's out in Phoenix with Clayton Safey. Anthony Broom and John Borton are manning 
the Wolverine.com offices in Ann Arbor, that his insiders are saying that there is a new contract being put together for Harbaugh and his assistants that would make Harbaugh the highest paid coach in college football. And I think it's the right move. You want to move fast. And if you get a deal done before he beats TCU or even before the national title game, you probably get a better deal. And I believe the Michigan Boosters, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the show. They're not going to let him go to the NFL. And what's interesting, this tells you how fast things can change. Last, you know, February, March, it was kind of like, you know, see you later, good luck. There wasn't a cry that Harbaugh was leaving, even after having a Big Ten champion year and going to the Final Four. But guess what? Now that you've reloaded, and now with the team Harbaugh has set up for next year, no matter what happens Saturday, or if they do get to Los Angeles against Georgia or Ohio State, they're the preseason number one team in America. McCarthy, Donovan Edwards, Blake Corm, if he comes back, are... Could be your three top Heisman candidates, and they're from the same team. Well, you'll have Caleb Williams, right? Okay. Okay. Arn Tord Frog. <laughs> uh, that was a cross between a Scottish guy. Well, actually, wasn't the boat captain? Was he Irish or Scottish in Jaws? I uh, ever look a great white right in the eye. You ever see a great white looking right in the eye? <laughs> we'll also welcome in Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. Final two hours, we'll talk about the Lions and that egg in Charlotte against the Panthers. We'll look ahead to the Lions and the Bears on Sunday, talk about the playoff scenarios Short-term, long-term with the Lions. So Rizzy will be in the hizzy. Superfly says, when you do that, you're trying to be the old guy who's cool. I like Rizzy in the hizzy. So Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com will join us. Final two hours of talk Lions, NFL. Where will Brady play next year? What about Rodgers, Derek Carr? And, and we got into it uh, off-air talking with Rizzi, and I'm sure we'll address it on air, about would Harbaugh leave Michigan for the NFL? I don't think so. So Rizden will deliver his huge opinions coming up later. Uh, as always, if you want to join in our Bud Light Huge Question of the Day, do you think Harbaugh would leave Michigan if he won the national title? I don't think so. But I'm asking you, the audience, you can answer that question, one 866 that's one eight six six eight three eight huge Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Now, he's going to stay. He's going to get if Ballas, and Ballas is spot on with his sources from the Wolverine.com. So they're going to pay him what? What's the highest paid coach right now? I think it's Saban has all these escalators and everything. I think he's over $12 million. So it might be $13 million, so he's making more than Mel. He's the highest-paid coach in America. But the one thing that I, I just, and I've told all of you, and I ran into Tate last night at Van Andel Arena, 
at the GLI third place game and championship game. And kudos to Western Michigan University Hockey, uh, the top scoring team in college hockey in America. They put eight on the board both games. Fun team to watch because they're getting after it. Ferris had a nice run first time ever in the championship game for Bob Daniels and the Dogs. Also, Michigan Tech for our listeners on WMPL, Houghton Hancock, Calumet in the Upper Peninsula, 107.3 and AM 920. They played well, found a way to steal a 3-2, well, earn it, 3-2 win in overtime over Michigan State. What a great two-day event. Kudos to everybody who worked Van Andel Arena, to all four hockey fan bases, Michigan Tech, Western, Ferris, and Michigan State. Great hockey fans. It was a really cool two-day event, and for the first time ever inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Uh, we're here and now. We'll be back for the next two to three years, maybe longer. I think it's a fixture now forever. Rich McKeegan and the crew, they know what they're doing when it comes to entertainment, sports, concerts. Isn't Jeff Dunham the comedian at Van Andel Arena tonight? I think tickets do remain. Ticketmaster.com and the Van Andel Arena box office. GR is a cool place, man. I, I wish I was in my 20s, you know, 30s again. I really do. I'm 61. I look like I'm 41. I'm close. But uh, the, the two days and the crowds, you know, around 8,000 each game or each day, right? And just the downtown nightlife, hotels, dining, fine dining, hanging out, having a Bud Light, whatever it is. It, it, it's fantastic in downtown GR right now. It really is. In my three-week run with Ferris Superfly, as Rob Bentley tweeted out a nice post, you know, I, I was up there before the semifinal D2 playoff game against West Florida, saw their new athletic complex, did a live show, traveled with the team to McKinney, Texas, did a couple of shows, then spent two days with Ferris and Mishler and the Ferris State University Alumni Association. A couple more shows at Van Andel. Well, what a great three-week run. As good as anything I've ever experienced over a three-week period, ever. There, there have been some cool things, like Michigan State's run to Ford Field was awesome. I'm talking since I've been broadcasting in Michigan, which would be a little over 21 years, and my 31st on-air doing a sports talk show anniversary will be on April 15th, 2023. 31 years. Damn. I'm looking in a mirror right now. I look good. Man. I look like Fabio's dad. <laughs> I ate a purple horn tards. So, awesome run with Ferris. They get it. The university gets it. Athletic department gets it. The president gets it. Marketing gets it. You know, I, I, I just love being around people who get it. I do. Who understand relationships and hanging out and just are good people. Saw Whitney Bell. Whitney played, coached at Ferris, defensive coordinator for Caledonia. I think he was in a box with Phil Meyer, who uh, heads up the Todd Wenzel Auto Group here on the west side of the state, and their families were there and just made me feel comfortable. Again, more Ferris people. 
It's just good people. I think it's Pat. Did I say Phil? I think Phil Mara was a skier in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you, you with yeah, the really good people, and Bill can't remember the first name. But I was meeting a lot of people. Okay? I was meeting a lot of people. <laughs> hey, what's your name? Uh, my name's uh, Fred. Uh, you know, I won't forget your name when I go on the show. I want to thank Frank Meyer, who heads up the Todd Wenzel Auto Group. Thank you so much. Now, they were just really cool. And Whitney has an eight-year-old son, Liam, who's just big as a house right now. I'm talking just a burly kid who has a personality straight out of Sandlot. It's awesome. So just uh, I, I, all I can say from a personal off-air experience, the three weeks of connected to the Ferris State Bulldog Nation, man, it, it was just fantastic. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want it to end because I want to forget more names of people I meet and then talk about them on air with the wrong name. That's my goal in life. <laughs> What's your name? Rob, Rob Simonson, I do the huge show. I thought it's Bill. You know what? You're right. It's Bill. I'm 61. I got dementia. How do you do a show with dementia? I don't know. I hear the music and I talk. I just pull it out of my rear. I've done that for 31 years. Happening on April 15th, 2023. 31 years. Man. Damn. What is it, over 21 now? Yeah, over 21 in Michigan. And I met so many listeners the last two days from all across the state. The UP, people connected to Ferris from Kalamazoo area, Plainwell with Western, to the Michigan State fans, whether it was in Lansing or, you know, the east side of the state. It was really cool. Just the, the entire, it's a holiday season yeah, I'm meeting all these good people, people who have been loyal, new listeners. I mean, I had a, a couple who's like 25 and 24 that they said they listen all the time. They're like newlyweds, and I, I met the the guy out of Ada, and he's like, I think he works at Cintas, and he and his wife says, yes, uh, my husband was listening to you in bed last night, and I'm like, you don't have any candles, flowers. Key Sweat music, Teddy Pendergrass. You don't have any love music. You're listening to Huge Show podcast. I'm trying to figure out how we can use that in marketing. Hey, how's your love life? It's not good. Well, just search the Huge Show where you download podcast. I hope people who are searching the Huge Show understand it's about sports. That's that's the biggest thing. Wherever you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean. I just want to I want to put out a disclaimer right now, and this is for his beautiful twenty four year old wife, and they're twenty five and twenty four. I'm like, you got all the bars and restaurants downtown. What in the hell are you doing, laying in bed listening to the Huge Show podcast? And he told me his name. I said, I won't forget it. I'll mention you on air. I forgot his name. There you go. What can I say? Because I met, I'm serious. 
And I and people ask me, gosh, you have to you talk to every I do. Because without my audience, without our great marketing partners, we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have lasted 31 years. For as many of you who hate me, I do know that 13% of you like me. Yeah, Bill, how's the show going? I was looking at analytics. 87% hate me, but 13% like me. That's kind of been my number with women my entire life. How's it going? Uh, I don't know. You know, 87% of the women in my life over 61 years hate me, but 13% have liked me. You remember any of their names? No. (laughs) Ah, that was such a good two days. Such a good time right now getting ready for Michigan and TCU on New Year's Eve, then Ohio State, Georgia. Man, come on. Lions still have a shot at the playoffs. Life is pretty good right now. It is. As long as you stay off of Twitter. And my Lord, if you read Twitter on a daily, I glance at it. If you try and read the timeline outside of the Ad Huge Show post, it's a prison yard. It is. It's crazy. Uh, Bud Light, the huge question of the day is presented by... Our good friends at Bud Light and Fabiano Brothers, they serve up Bud Light in Detroit and across Michigan, along with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. Do you think Jim Harbaugh, I think they're going to get the contract done. But again, would he make them wait? Remember, they made him wait. Would Harbaugh wait to see if he won the national championship and say, I want to go chase a Super Bowl? But in these jobs that are opening and have opened up, I don't see a Super Bowl-ready team. And you have that incredible roster coming back next year for Michigan. And if Michigan's going to pay you $12, 13000000 million a year, give you the 10-year finish-your-career-in-Michigan deal, and you're the highest paid in the land and you're hardball, and you're a coach who, who took a pay cut where you had to get hit bonuses, basically you, you were risking everything, for half the pay, no coach has ever done that at this level. That says something about hardball. Whether he's goofy, whether you you know climbing a tree, pancakes, whatever it is, he wants the huge show to do his voicemail. And he won't return my calls because I had to be tough on him during those two years when it was bad. So what I do? Yeah, I was the host of Signing of the Stars. I did his voicemail, and now we're not friends. I miss him. But I think it's because I called him Johnny Hardball, and his name's Jim. So I'm having name issues right now. <laughs> we'll talk Michigan football. Doug Carr's voice of the Wolverines will join us next. But light, huge question of the day. Do you believe Hardball is there for good, or will he leave for the NFL? That's a, that's a heart and head thing that only Hardball knows. It may be people close to him. 1-866-838-4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. Add huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They play their home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Some great dates and promotions coming up. Find out more. Follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, search Grand Rapids Gold for the schedule, promotions, tickets.
and more. And make sure you text CHAMPS to 21000 if you want to get in on a shot at winning that trip of a lifetime to see Michigan in the national championship game if they win on Saturday, which they should by at least 21 points. If you're 21 and up for your chance to win, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000. Drawing is coming up on Monday at noon. All this courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. And if Michigan is upset on Saturday and knocked out of the college football playoff, the alternate grand prize is a trip for two down to Georgia, including a day at Augusta to watch the Masters with VIP tent access. 21 and up for your chance to enter. Text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before. In the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. Kick off the new year with great game day deals at Meyer. Ready, set, score big with small avocados for 49 cents each for guacamole. Or buffalo chicken dip with Meyer family pack boneless skinless chicken breast for $1.99 per pound. And Doritos are two for $5 with Emperks. Then grab some drinks to cheers every time your team runs up the score. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. There are so many ways to enjoy the big games and ring in the new year at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. With Jeff Dunham on his all-new tour, still not canceled. Yes, I make a living talking to myself, which means some forms of mental illness actually pay off. Dad, that I unplugged my cousin's life support to charge my phone. Oh, shut the hell up. December 29th, Van Dandel Arena. Tickets on 
on sale now at jeffdenham.com. Don't miss him, Grand Rapids. Thanks! I kill you! Jeff Denham is all new cooler. Still not canceled. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Do you think Harbaugh is at Michigan until he's done coaching? Last stop. You tell me. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com reported yesterday that Michigan is working on a new contract for Harbaugh and his assistants. A new contract that would make Harbaugh the highest paid coach in college football. So answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opted on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. Can't wait for that game on Saturday. And I'm curious to see how Ohio State uh, looks against Georgia. Doug Karsh, heck of a year. Year one is voice of Michigan football. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line, getting set uh, for that game Saturday out in Arizona. How you doing, Karsh? I'm doing good. I'm actually on my way to practice. Uh, so from everybody you talk to, Jansen, who does the games with you on the Michigan IMG Network, uh, what, what's the difference you see, feel, because you were on the sidelines last year with the Wolverines down uh, in Florida preparing for Georgia. Uh, what's the biggest difference you see from this team to a year ago? Ooh, great question. Um, well, first of all, they're very deep up front defensively. And early in the year, I was talking with Steve Klinkscale, the secondary coach, obviously isn't up front, but he said his guys are starting to complain because they're not playing many plays. The starters were getting outs. And by the third quarter, he was pulling guys after they'd only played, you know, 20 or, or 30 plays. And he said, this is going to matter in November when we need you to go 60 plays, but you've only got, you know, 450 plays under your belt, as opposed to the guy you're going against who's got 600 plays, 800 plays, and we're going to be fresher. And I think it, I actually do think it's made a difference in a lot of areas. The only group defensively, like the linebackers aren't particularly deep, but the defensive line at all four positions goes three deep and they rotate them through so much. And then when they pared it down in the bigger games, you know, the Mike Morrises of the world were fresher. The, well, he didn't play at the end, but you, the starters, Mozzie Smith or Chris Jenkins, those guys were fresher because they didn't have as much wear on the tread. So they have more sacks this year than they did a year ago. And then, you know, offensively, it's the same deal. They can bully you. And it's been impressive to watch up front offensively. The, the To go back-to-back with the Joe Moore Award with different people in there it tells you something about what they're doing in recruiting and what they're doing in developing players. The Cars Voice of Michigan Football joining us here on the Huge Show uh, across Michigan. You know, and looking at TCU and breaking down the numbers and watching some of their games this year, I'm not a big fan of their 11-man defensive unit. It ranks actually statistically below New Mexico State, and I know they've played a tougher schedule. 
than New Mexico State. I know their offense is averaging 38 points a game and Michigan 40. I, I just think as long as Michigan doesn't give the ball away, uh, they'll get through this game by double digits. Well, we can talk about that. I like the idea, the visual of huge watching New Mexico State film to compare them to TC. I did, and it was it was really close. You went way down that wormhole. Um, Okay, well, I have more respect for them, I guess, than you do. Uh, I uh, specifically, you're you're right about their defense to a degree. Uh, I think their secondary is really good, Um, but offensively. I think they're going to score points, and I expect this to be a shootout. Uh, they are they are big on the perimeter, and they will throw a lot of fifty fifty balls, and they win fifty fifty balls. and And Duggan presents a threat that we haven't seen Michigan face a lot this year in terms of a quarterback that can run. He's like Tonga Vailoa, except better. Uh, and they got a, a running back. I was watching uh, Kendra Miller run, and I, I watched a couple games. I'm like, who does he remind me of? Who does he remind me of? And it clicked. And the old-timers remember this. He reminds me of Leroy Horde, who ran at Michigan uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s. And so I think this is going to be a shootout, and I think it's going to be close. I, 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 their 3-3-5 is really weird. Rushing three and creating no pressure. Um, really is strange, but at the end of the day, I think Michigan wins, but I think TCU is good enough to win this game. I actually think TCU offensively could give Georgia fits if they played them. Doug Karsh, voice of Michigan football. So Michigan, uh, in terms of health, where they're at, uh, the break, uh, pluses and minuses you see for Harbaugh and the Wolverines. Well, I mean, getting Mike Morris back healthy is going to be a big deal for them. Um, I like giving the staff more time to prepare for an opponent. Uh, they've been very good at the locker room at halftime. And they've been very good at preparing for games. People talk about slow starts, and they, they are sort of slow starts. Michigan has scored on in J.J.'s opening possession. Since he's been starter, the only game they didn't score on in their first possession was against Michigan State when they fumbled. They've only punted on their first possession once all year, and that was the opener when Cade was the starting quarterback. And so they prepare, they script these plays. Oluwatimi said they, by the time a game rolls around, they'll have run the first series five times. And now they're going to have even more time to prepare. So maybe, maybe they can script a few drives, right? Huge and, and get off to play better in the second quarter. Um, but they're really good right out of the gate. Then they settle down. They come in at halftime. The players say the coaches first ask for feedback from the players. What are you seeing? What's giving you a problem? They'll take that information in, make their changes, and they've been the best team in the country. That's Chuck, that second-best team in the country in terms of second-half point differential. TCU's really good in the second half, too, though. they got an 18-point comeback and a 17-point comeback in games this year. So um, should be should be interesting. But I think more time, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I like what the staff can do with it. Yeah, I, just, I, I think the difference in this game will be TCU's defense and Michigan will – take advantage of it. If they can't stop the run, then uh, it will be similar to most Michigan games where they pound you, pound you, pound you. Then if you do slow them down, they hit you with the pass. And I think TCU would rank behind Ohio State, Penn State. Uh, teams they played would be second or third. There would be the argument there. So I like Michigan. And then if they get to L.A., who knows, uh, Georgia or Ohio State. I, Ohio State, and, this, and, I'll, and I'll send you on your way. I know you're going to practice, but – for Ohio State in the Final Four, all right, the Final Four of college football. I'm not. I'm not hearing anything about the Buckeyes anywhere, and we're in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. They they are. I, I don't think people expect them to get past Georgia. We'll see. They've had time to prepare. The one thing I'll say about your prediction for the game is that TCU, the best rushing team they played this year was probably Texas, and they shut them down. But they sold out and challenged Quinn Ewers to beat them. And when Ohio State sold out and challenged J.J. McCarthy in the Michigan passing game to beat them, what happened? And the other thing is when you sell out to stop the run, and Ohio State did, if you break through that first wave of defenders – Seven is taking it to the house, right? So, uh, yeah, you're 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 onto the formula. I think TCU will try and employ the Texas game plan, but that comes with a huge risk, as we saw Ohio State did. In fact, remember the first play of the second half against Purdue? They'd stack the line of scrimmage. Donovan Edwards made one man wit, one man miss, and almost scored then too. So. Um, they've got. I, I expected to be a similar formula when they play Michigan as what they did against Texas. Doug Karsh, John Jansen on the Michigan Wolverine IMG Network. Uh, kick off a little after 4 p.m. Michigan time on Saturday in the desert against TCU. Wolverines win. They're off to L.A. against the winner of Georgia and Ohio State. Uh, enjoy the time out there. Have a great call, Doug. Hey, huge. Appreciate it. Yeah, back at you, Doug Karsh. Like ballots, they're all nervous. Like they don't want to talk about they're going to blow them out. Uh, they're going to blow them out. And when I said compared to New Mexico State, I'm talking statistically on defensive numbers. And yeah, and yours, uh, the Texas quarterback wasn't healthy at TCU game. I watched that. Michigan by at least 21. Remember, you heard it here first on the huge show. Uh, before we get to a Michigan Sports Network timeout, uh, I know my love for the sport of soccer. Uh, really kicked in uh, with my daughter Ava when she started to play it at age of five and then my son Legend. And I tell everybody about Ace's journey, my son, uh, with Asperger's autism when he was little and how the sport of soccer, which requires movement, being on the field, I, I believe changed his life. And so I have this affinity in my heart and respect for the sport of soccer. I take a lot of pride, as John Conlon said last week, being one of the few radio talk show hosts in America who will discuss, discuss soccer when we have big events or worthy news. Well, we all knew that Pele uh, was ill. He's 82, and you got word today that uh, Pele uh, died at the age of 82. And as the headline reads at CBSSports.com, arguably the world's best player. He won a record three World Cups. And he made the game global. And now guys have followed in that same path, especially you look at Messi, who just won the World Cup with Argentina. I know a lot of you don't like soccer. A lot of you find it boring. I argue with some of the sports dads, football dads from FHE about soccer. And you have to have a passion and a love and a respect for the tradition. I think it's why so many people are baseball fans. That sport isn't exciting. There'll be one nothing games. There'll be god-awful performances. But you grew up with it, and you learned it from your dad or your grandfather or your uncle or your mom or your brother. And that's why uh, the soccer experience is the same. Because the first time you watch your kid score a goal, it's like watching your kid get a, a hit when they're playing t-ball. And to watch my children develop the passion and for your children to lead you down a road you haven't been, not the parents leading, not me forcing my kids to play soccer, but following them 
and seeing how much my daughter Ava still loves the sport or legend when he, you know, took two years off in the pandemic and no school and no organized sports. It hit him hard at the age of 12. And then he came back and on his way into high school said, I'm going to try out. And he made the JV team and he got called up early for the varsity and stuck with them most of the year at FHE and how proud I was of him and how sitting in the stands when soccer is playing for somebody, it's a difference between club sports. It's when you're in the stands and you're watching your kids and they're playing for somebody, not themselves. They're high school. Buddies they grew up with. Kids you remember when they were kindergartners and dropping off cupcakes for birthdays. So the sport of soccer, I've grown to love. I, I still am a college football NFL fan, right? A baseball fan at heart because I grew up with that sport. And we didn't have a lot of money. You didn't need a lot of money to go play in the street or the yard or the playground. So the sport of soccer, it's special. It truly is. And Pele, at the age of 82, passed away. And on his Twitter feed, there's a really cool picture of Pele. And it reads, Inspiration and love mark the journey of King Pele, who peacefully passed away today. Love Love and love forever. It's pretty cool. So if you love the sport, you know what I'm talking about. And I I just think it's brilliant when your kids can take you down a path and open your eyes to something that you've never experienced. That, to me, is the greatest thrill of being a father. To the callers online, Michigan will hear you next. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Huge Show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3 right here on the Michigan Sports Network. How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000 for your chance to win. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. 
Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan. Final segment this hour. Time to check in with the fun governor, Tim McCullough, from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Happy New Year, Timmy. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Thanks for having me on. All right, what's going on at Soren Eagle? Well, we still have our reindeer games, our $100,000 giveaway, uh, Fridays in December. So we got uh, one more in there. So let's do it from 6 to 10 p.m. Chance to win reindeer games, big cash. Select the luckiest reindeer, and you can win a grand prize of $100,000. It's really that simple. All you have to do is come out and be part of it. And then uh, also I wanted to mention, you know, Elvis's birthday, January 8th. Come on out. We're going to have uh, impersonators out on the floor, good times out there, so everybody can have a good time uh, with Elvis. And then uh, in Saturdays in January, $160,000 winter blast giveaway. And that happens from 7 to 10 p.m. So uh, Saturdays are big in January. Uh, the way it works is you can win your share over $106,000 in cash and premium play, $1,500 in premium play, then at 11 p.m. Uh, the, the amount increases every hour from 7 to 10, and then the big one being uh, there at 11, you could win $25,000 in cash. That's right, cash money. So come out and be part of that. A whole lot of fun as we do all the time, and plus our great concerts. And, uh, oh, one more home game for the Lions, too, on the first bill. You can win uh, up to $600 in premium play here at Soaring Eagle with our hot seat drawing. You come in and play, and uh, you get drawn for every time uh, there's a touchdown, field goal, safety, two-point conversion, extra point. We get premium play for each one of those, 600 being the touchdown, 300 being the field goal, 200 being the safety. 200 for the conversion, the extra point, $100. We draw, you're in the seat, you win. It's that simple because, you know, that partnership with the Lions is big. And then we're moving on to shows. As you know, we only do it big here. Pam Tillis tonight uh, with Colin Ray. That, that show is going to be a great country show. Tomorrow, live with Tonic. It's going to be fantastic. If you're in the 90s rock, that's a show you're going to want to be at. And then, of course, our New Year's Eve bash, our black and white. We're going to have Liquid Blue, a DJ, all kinds of fun stuff happening. Our bubble bar champagne. It's going to be a night to remember. So come on and be part of that. And then in January, Hinder and Puddle of Mud, Anthrax, Black Label Society. Let's throw down some heavy metal is what I say. And then, uh, you know, we move into March with Theory of a Dead Man, Skillet, Larry the Cable Guy, Vodka Pasta, so much going on. All you do is come out and be part of it. We announced our uh, big outdoor show with Kane Brown, so uh, get those tickets that are available. And, uh, man, we're just keeping it busy, keeping it rocking, keeping it fun. Yeah, Tim McCullough is the fun governor at the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. All the promotions, shows, everything, book your uh, hotel room and more New Year's Eve. Go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. That's SoaringEagleCasino.com. Also download the Eagle Access app and follow uh, Soaring Eagle on Facebook. Uh, Timmy, Happy New Year, my friend. Enjoy the weekend. It's going to be huge at Soaring Eagle. <laughs> Cheers to you, Bill. Thank you. All right, Tim McCullough, the fun governor, joining us. Also Soaring Eagle partnered with the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan for that trip of a lifetime giveaway that's happening with the huge show in the Michigan Sports Network and X's and Bros, which is heard weekday mornings. 
Airfare for two, two tickets to Michigan in the championship game. Airfare from Detroit to L.A. Two nights luxurious accommodations, transfers, uh, transportation back and forth to the game, parties, and more. You have to be 21 and up to enter. The drawing will be on Monday. So all you have to do is text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21,000 to enter the contest and your chance to win. That's CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000. And you could be the winner Monday afternoon, that trip of a lifetime. And by the way, if TCU would beat Michigan, the backup grand prize is a trip for two down to Georgia. Golf in Savannah, and you'll spend the day at Augusta for round number two. Yeah, how cool is that? Round number two of the Masters. With VIP 10 access. So just text CHAMPS to 21,000 to enter. We'll draw the winner on Monday. 24-7, everything you need with the show is free and available at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanGarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Garter. What's up, Michigan? We are live for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Inside this hour, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear on YouTube. They just dropped another episode uh, yesterday. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. On YouTube, he'll join us. We'll talk about what happened in Carolina. You talk about a buzzkill. Seriously, after the one and six start, and then they're rolling and they're 500, and it's playoff talk. And now it's like, okay, you get the Bears, uh, the top rushing offense on Sunday, Fields is a one man wrecking crew, and then you have to go to Green Bay. And the Packers are red hot, so we'll get into. Everything connected to the Lions and the playoff push and the Bears game on Sunday. And what happened in Carolina on Christmas Eve? Rizzy is in the hizzy. If you have a Lions NFL comment, Superfly, I could say Rizzy is in the hizzy. We're trying to be hip. We're the old guys in the corner of the nightclub with members-only jackets on. Rizzy in the hizzy. And if you have a Lions question, <laughs> at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show. On Facebook, all of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They now play their home games inside Van Andel Arena and a lot of great dates coming up. They also have a deal until the end of the year. Uh, you can buy $5 tickets. Uh, that is through December. Uh, so just search Grand Rapids Gold uh, and you can get those $5 tickets for select dates. And also follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's bring in uh, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, Rizzy, we all sit down on Christmas Eve. 
They're playing a five and nine team. I'm thinking if they can beat Carolina and get the Bears in that following game, they could wrap up a playoff spot before they had to go play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers uh, second week of January at Lambeau. Everything last weekend, like it did the week before, fell into place with the Giants and the Commanders and Seattle losing outside of Green Bay winning. And the Lions just played, you know, I'm trying to think about the ugliest games of the year and that that might that might be the grand prize winner. Yeah. That, that, one in New England were, that one in New England were bad. New that one, was more of a half, maybe. No, New England yeah. might have been two and a half quarters. Yeah, and you saw that the defense did actually come alive in New England. That's when the defensive changes started to get better. That all went out the window last Saturday, unfortunately, and uh, that was that was hard to watch. It was it was a complete regression to all the bad that was at the beginning of the season when they couldn't stop anybody. And the fact that they lost that the way they did uh, with, with the missed tackles, the missed assignments, with Sam Darnold running an, an RPO at you. Like, Sam Darnold, come on. And looking fast against the Lions defense. Yeah, yeah he did. Looking quick. Sam Darnold. Yeah. The yeah. Lions have his two best visual games to me ever in an NFL uniform. His rookie opener against Patricia and the Lions and yep. the Jets on Monday Night Football. When I realized it was a bad hire with Patricia right away and it would never get any better. And then this came in. I know the crew was saying, well, we're seeing things we haven't seen. And I said, okay, a couple drives are going to get you. You adjust. And they kept just doing the same thing. And then give Wilkes and Carolina credit in the second half. When the Lions gang up for the run, they start throwing the football. They did. It's it's simple football math. Anybody who's ever played football knows this. You got seven in the box, you throw. You got six in the box, you run at it. Every time the Lions brought that seventh or even an eighth guy into the box, and by the way, it was never an extra linebacker. They only had two linebackers on the field for every single play except one. The... Darnold understood, okay, I can do I can do math. There's seven guys in the box. I'm going to throw it. There's six guys. I'm handing it off. I got that play. Lance just didn't adjust to that very well. It was uh it was very frustrating to see because the uh the, I I I will give the Panthers some credit and, and they deserve it. Steve Wilkes deserves it. Ben McAdoo, their offensive coordinator, the former Giants coach. He deserves credit too. They uh they understood how to tweak their offense to attack the Lions. They found some things on film, they found some tendencies and they exploited the crap out of them. And that's, you know, look, they're still I know they're 6 and 9. If they win out, they do actually win the NFC South. Um they play Tampa Bay this weekend if they win that game and they win their last game, they they are the NFC South champions and at 8 and 9. Um you know they they've been playing good football lately, but the Lions that was that was that was rough, man. Because everything we'd seen in the lead up to that, the the move to getting back to to five hundred to seven and seven after the one and six start, you never saw them flat. You never saw them out coached. You never saw them out efforted. And you saw all of that Saturday on Christmas Eve. And that's that's very difficult to reconcile. How does that happen? Uh, the entire team and and Campbell afterwards, you know. Uh, you know, told uh, Carolina's head coach, "Hey, you, you beat our effing uh, asses." Yes, he did. Uh, he said, "Hey, we got to go back to basics. Uh, our guys weren't there." And I'm thinking, "No, that's your job as a head coach in game to find a way uh, yeah. to make it happen." And and like I told you, if you look at golf, if you look at the numbers, 
If you look at 23 points, even with the fumble, a mis-exchange inside the 10, through everything we're complaining about, through being flat, uh, they the offense still gave them enough to win that game and the missed tackles and the uh, how big... You know, for a defensive line and linebackers that were getting active in the defensive line, and we're talking about the depth that it was last week yeah, on this show. It was. And how big those holes were. And I could see one drive, two drives where they're doing, you know, uh, they're doing some schemes and things that have thrown you off, but that's where your coaching staff needs to adjust. Exactly. And that didn't happen. Aaron Glenn didn't adjust, Dan Campbell didn't help him adjust. Um, offensively, they didn't adjust very well either. It was not Ben Johnson's best audition tape for a coaching gig either but they still like you said they the 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 game turned to me after golf fumbled and then carolina went i think it was seven plays 70 or 84 yards ran the ball on all but one of the plays and every and single ran the one ball the, was like 16 yards yeah every one uh-huh. of the, every one of the runs gained at least eight yards yeah and that, it, that seemed like you know 15 every and how it wasn't so much hey you got a couple of good backs right okay it was how big the holes yeah. were consistently that entire game. Yeah, you get you get Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. Like both those guys, they're okay. They're they're nothing special. They both got career highs in rushing yardage in the same game. That uh, Panthers set a team record, three hundred twenty rushing yards. They they'd never topped three hundred before. Not even when they had uh, James Stewart and D'Angelo Williams. So how does the defense just disappear? That's where. Uh, and and I know we've we've got the code speak and. People are arguing with me about excuses. I said, no, Dan Campbell just sort of stepped to the mic and said, yeah, we got our bleepity bleep butts kicked. They did. And I I didn't do my job. Aaron Glenn did do his job. And I get Dan wants to be the front man and protect everybody. But that was, I was thinking about this after the game, right? That was one of the biggest regular season games the Lions have had. Probably, you go back to Stafford when they needed to win to get into the playoffs, right? The yeah, last time absolutely. they were in. Absolutely. So we're we're talking in a in a decade of Lions football. Probably top three big regular season games, and you get a young team. Now this is where I'll not make excuses, but you talk about learning how to win big games because there was no pressure during this run after one and six. There was never a pressure game for this team, and they had pressure, and the coaches and the players just laid an egg. They they lost it, and it was it, it's it's rough to reconcile. Do you agree with me about the pressure yeah. to win? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, they 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 had played well, but like Minnesota, who expected them to beat Minnesota? You know, who expected them to go into New York and beat the Giants or the Jets? I mean. One and six, the season was over, so right. the pressure's gone. Right, exactly. When you get to December and you're playing the meaningful games, that means that the pressure does amp up. You, we've talked about that a lot. They didn't handle it very well. Um, now you've got to rebound against what's probably the worst team in football. And that's... I hate to think if, if they lose this game. Worst Chicago, team, but the best rushing offense. At, well, Justin Fields is. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. By himself. He's, he and he and look what he did last time, 147 yards, two touchdowns on 13 carries uh, back in week 10. But the uh, Chicago fans are clamoring, why play him right now? You're going to kill him. Why, why even I mean, play they, him? They're beating the crap out of him. Yeah, really so why are. even play him? I, yeah. So you got a new coach, right? Right. And, 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 and you're playing, they're playing for the number one pick. They don't need the quarterback, which is interesting because like Houston – to, to go draft for a second, Houston and Chicago are going to have the first two picks. They have completely different needs. Houston needs a quarterback. They need offensive 
They don't need offensive line. Carter's going to the Bears. Chicago needs defensive line pass rush. They're leading. Chicago's leading pass rusher this year. Rookie safety Jaquan Briskery has four sacks. Their defensive line that's active right now has combined for three and a half sacks all season. That's Rizzy in the hizzy when he's dropping stats like that. Superfly, do not give, don't shake your head, okay? All right, don't you wearing your Sparty hat? All right, you want to relive that football season? God, no. Okay. <laughs> well, Jeff Risden, by the way, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan from the LionsWire.com. Follow the LionsWire on Facebook and Twitter. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast is a good listen on YouTube. Just search Detroit Lions podcast. If you have a Lions question for us, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. I did see this tweet earlier this week. The Lions lead the NFL in missed tackles. That's inaccurate. It is. It is. They are not anywhere close to it, in fact. Um, I, I did a little research on it this morning. They have, what was it, 127? Buffalo actually leads the league in missed tackles. Missed with, tackles. With 180. Uh, Chicago has more than Detroit does. De- Detroit is in the lower middle of the pack. They're like 14th, 15th in missed tackles. Why would someone tweet out misinformation on Twitter? I have never no idea that. how that happens. I never <laughs> Somebody tweet Elon Musk right now. Hey, I know you're on the COVID Twitter files release, but but I got a tweet that said uh, that the Lions let him miss tackles. Uh, in fact, they didn't even have the most tackles missed tackles last weekend, and they had uh, Pro Football Focus had had him credited for 13 missed tackles last week. That was not the most in the league. New England had the most. So uh, oh, in New England, you got you get you always got to check these things. Matt Patricia, look, look at the disciples of Bill Belichick. <laughs> You know, you stick by you stick by your friends in business. Uh, it's either ultra successful or it's completely down the tubes. Yeah, I'm I'm good friends with a guy who covers the NFC or the AFC East for uh, for uh, Fox Sports. Named Henry McKenna. He used to run Patriots Wire. And before the season, he he and I talked a little bit, and he's like, Patricia wasn't really that bad, was he? I'm like, just wait. Texted me Sunday afternoon. Okay, he is that bad. And this is a guy who really wanted he's it to work. He's making Mac Jones cheap shot people. He 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 has Man, that was he's dirty. Be, oh, I know. <laughs> and the leagues they don't do anything to quarterbacks. No. Now. Oh, but you throw a quarterback down after the play, and you're going to get a, yeah. a suspension. But <laughs> yeah, you can see Mac Jones is losing it. Now they're like, well, we need to move on. And, and Patricia's not getting the heat though in New England because Belichick's a lightning rod, and nope. Mac Jones is right now. It's it's. Very interesting to me that Bill Belichick is covering for Matt Patricia. What's what's his motivation there? Like you, you can find somebody. Well, his motivation is he made a mistake by he keeps taking care of these friends. Yeah, he does. Right. And, and look at what's going on in, in Vegas with Josh McDaniel. They they just benched Derek Carr. They're and and Devontae Adams now he's he's saying you know what you know basically like you know sending out Instagram posts like Derek Carr passed away or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean that's why he went there because they were they were buds and cousins. Together at Fresno State, that's that's one of the saving graces, and we try to talk about this on the Detroit Lions podcast a lot. We talked about it a lot last night in our show that you do have to take into account that other teams are also messed up too. It's not just Detroit that's having issues, and I think when you step back and take that perspective a little bit, it eases some of the oh my god, I want to jump out this window. Like that that tension goes away a little bit because there are other teams that are actually much worse shape than Detroit. But the problem is is that. You didn't have to be in the case that you're in. You could have, if you show up last week as the Lions, take care of business in Carolina in a winnable game. 
look, you, again, you talked about it. If they beat Chicago this weekend and they had won last weekend, everything they needed to have happen happened. Everything they needed to have happen could very they well happen again this weekend. They could have clinched a playoff spot. They could have clinched a playoff weekend. spot this weekend with a win. And not had any pressure yeah. to go to Green Bay. Yeah, you, now you got to root for Minnesota to beat Green Bay, so that game doesn't mean anything for the Packers. you got to root for Cleveland to beat Washington. Because you, you hope if, if, if Minnesota beats Green Bay and that game doesn't mean anything, that they'll give Jordan Love a start. That would be nice. <laughs> if, if it didn't mean anything. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't know if now Rodgers with this run and there's the Packer bandwagon. I know they're the greatest fans on earth, but they're back with him. Now you're not hearing any talk of him leaving. And you're right. When you look at disarray, and I thought about this, even with the sting and pain of that Carolina loss, remember Salah was a genius and Dan Campbell, look what Salah's doing in year two, and now mm-hmm. – that's a mess with Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. New England's a mess. Miami's teetering on a mess. Tua's not playing again it, this it, year. Right, because he's in protocol, and there's yeah. talk that he should walk away. Uh, so you you got that issue. Yeah. There's more than a little pressure on Tua Cleveland, from, from the NFL with PA the to Sean, walk away. I think Pittsburgh's going to be fine as long as Pickett can stay uh, healthy. I mean, uh, you're, Cleveland's a mess. Cleveland, oh, that's right. I yeah. said Cleveland's another mess. Tennessee. Indy's a mess. Tennessee's a T- mess. Tennessee's playing tonight. I dare you to name five Titans who play in that game. Everybody that you can name is out. Well, they're saying Henry might go. He's he's he. I was I heard he was on the doubtful side of doubtful. So we'll see what happens with that. They might but, say him might go just to you yeah. know give uh, Titan fans some hope. But they they've lost five in a row. Raiders are a mess. Denver's the ultimate mess. <laughs> Denver, oh my god! The Chargers are a story where people wrote them off midway through the season, and they're a playoff team. They figured it out, right? I mean, by the way, that's a case where the head coach took away the play calling duties from the quarterbacks or the remember Joe Lombardi remember he made an offense in Detroit with Calvin Johnson Golden Tate and Reggie Bush boring he was doing that to Justin Herbert too and Brandon Staley's like you know what I'm taking I'm taking a little more control of this offense and since then they have been a lot better funny how that works well, they have all sounds, sounds like us last year doesn't it yeah I, I mean <laughs> you, you empower uh and there was the Chargers connection uh, with the Lions yeah. uh, last year. Yeah, you, you're you're talking about teams in disarray. Uh, you go and look, and you say, actually, the I would say the NFC East has been the surprise in the NFL this year with what they've done uh, top to bottom, and they still could end up uh, getting all three wild card spots. And, and you've got Washington making a quarterback change. Going this back to week. Carson Wentz. That's after they basically not drove the bus over him. They drove a bus, a plane, a train, the garbage truck, uh, their uh, four wheelers. They just buried the guy, and now because the, it, and I think they're five and three with Heineke. They are Heineke's not good in the red zone, but he's he. The players love him, like to a man, they love the guy. Carson now you're going back to Wentz. I don't get that one. Yeah, That's think about Tampa Bay. Uh, you look at the teams. Look at uh, you're right. It, it, even with the Lions losing and. Even with the possibility uh, of not making the playoffs, they're still in a pretty good spot moving forward. They're better than I thought they would be exactly. already, and that's and that's playing with the house money. And yeah, it's nice to keep winning on that, but I'm not going to get. I will. Well, I will be upset if they lose to Chicago. This is a game that you cannot. That's a bad football. No, no, team. you got to beat Chicago. You're eight and eight, and if you are going to Green Bay, basically in a playoff game, yeah. right? If I would have told you in August you're going into Green Bay in, in week eighteen, the last game of the year, for thirty, and if you win, you're in the playoffs. Lions fans would take that in a heartbeat. Hell yeah, they would. You're doing like a thirty-three. What if I told you the Lions <laughs> would be eight and eight playing Rodgers, and, and if you beat Rodgers in Green Bay, 
in the play to make the playoffs. That's like a playoff win in what could be his last game in Green Bay. And if you beat him there, it's much closer to being. His I last say game he's going to Indy. McAfee, you know, has his podcast. That, that, that quarterback carousel this offseason is going to be crazy because the, the Jets need a quarterback, the Colts need a quarterback. The Brady, it's a, the, now it, I think Carr, so where does Carr end up at? Exactly. Does he, does he does go he, to Tampa Bay? Yeah, does he go to Indy? Does he go to Washington? They, I think they're out on Wentz. That, that's going to be a lot of fun so this offseason. So if Brady decides to play, because I don't think he wants to end his career with the season. Like, let's say they blow the playoffs and they lose to Carolina and they don't make it. Does Brady want this to be the end when he had the he had the Super Bowl in Tampa where he could have walked? Exactly. That's yeah. a, that's and and Giselle walked. Yeah. Somebody's got to go to Tennessee too. I. It's pretty clear that Ryan Tannehill isn't the answer. And Malik Willis, just watch tonight. He's he's. How do you throw two interceptions to the Texans in the final two minutes of a game? I don't get that one. That's. For for a guy with his athletic ability, he takes some ridiculously awful. Brady sacks. in Vegas fits. It, it does, doesn't it? Or Brady in New York for a year. Yeah, but then they're going to give up on Zach Wilson. They're saying, right? At least that's. Oh, what he can't. He can't be back. They they got to get rid of it. And that guy. So one of the things that came out this week was um, a national writer for the Ringer. Um, said that Ryan Tannehill was an upgrade over Jared Goff, and I'm like, I don't think you've watched Jared Goff very much this year. And now it's come out, you know, okay, Baker Mayfield's going to be out there. Baker Mayfield, okay, he's playing okay in Los Angeles. He's not better than Jared Goff in Detroit. Like, you got, but, but he's played his way back into possibly being a starter with one of those. Absolutely. Teams, I would, right? I would love to see him personally go to Las Vegas. I think that's a good environment for him. Um, and if it with Devontae Adams, right? Yeah. Having a number one wide receiver, they have a run game, assuming they keep Josh Higgs. They have a decent offensive line. They're poorly coached, but he's used to that. He played in Cleveland for four years. Jeff Risden is the other voice you hear on the Huled Show across Michigan. Uh, you can follow him, Lions Wire, on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N, on Twitter. And also he's a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. Just search uh, Detroit Lions podcast. We're talking Lions lost to Carolina. We'll break down the Lions and the Bears more on everything going on uh, across the National Football League. If you have a Lions NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, the Grand Rapids Gold. They have a great schedule coming up. They have huge promotions like $2 beers, $2 dogs on Thursday nights, family four-packs on Sunday and more. Uh, just search Grand Rapids Gold tickets at Ticketmaster.com and follow uh, the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They now play their games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. More on the Lions and the Bears and the NFL with Rizzy, who's in the hizzy, on a Thursday edition of the Huge Show. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Dirty oil can easily wreak havoc on your vehicle's engine. So be sure to change the oil at recommended intervals. And for a motor oil that outperforms conventional and synthetic blends, try Mobile One, the full synthetic motor oil that keeps your engine running like new. Ask for Mobile One at your local Auto Value Auto Parts store. And don't forget to pick up a Wix XP oil filter to complete the job. Because when it comes to oil changes, we've got you covered at Auto Value, where service is the difference. We get it. Huge here for the Huge Show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3 right here on the Michigan Sports Network. 
How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000 for your chance to win. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the Huge Show Thursday edition with Jeff Risden from thelionswire.com and also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast that you can hear weekly on YouTube talking Lions and Panthers uh, from last week and the Bears game uh, is very important to this team. I think, you know, to just shed uh, the Panthers game, which reminded everybody of the one and six start, uh, be eight and eight, go to Green Bay. Whether or not you're even playing for a playoff spot, you still should be uh, based on the math that's out there. Looking at Seattle, looking at the Commanders, looking at even the Giants if they lost uh, to, uh, that would be something. So the key is now this Bears matchup. Obviously, Fields alone can take a missed tackle, uh, and the Lions have a lot of them, and turn it into a touchdown. And let's remember, the Lions needed... Uh, their best fourth quarter of the year to beat the Bears in Chicago. So yeah, this need, really need, isn't a gimme game on Sunday. It, it, it should it should be, but you can't count that because look, it's the Bears. It, something about divisional games, like no matter what, you you don't want to use the cliche of throw the records out. But I think they know each other. I think that comes. Yeah, right. and and you saw what Justin Fields did the first time they played. The Lions don't win that game if Cairo Santos doesn't miss an extra point in that game. Uh, that's they won thirty-one to thirty because Chicago missed an extra point, uh, and an our kicker Michael Badgley, I believe it was his first game in Detroit. By the way, um, was perfect. Um, so there, there's there's potential to lose. Like they're not a talented group. Their wide receivers are rough. Like uh, Vellis Jones might be the number one receiver this weekend. A twenty-six year old rookie. I swear to God, Tennessee. after Fields, I can't name a bear. 
Montgomery, the running back. Yeah, there you go. Uh, they are they are not a talented football team, but they are playing as well as they can for their. The, they seem to like Matt Eberflus, their head coach. They seem to be trying to do things. Justin Fields is a problem. Um, I know they don't throw the ball very well. I think he threw for 167 last time. I think he's thrown for over 200 yards twice this year. Might only actually be once. Like, they don't throw the ball. Why are the Bears playing him when they're playing for the overall number one pick? You know what Fields can do. You can build around him. There's no debate about that. You're Just sit the guy. And he's taking some hits, too, man. Like, their offensive line, not as – not – they they are not as good as the sum of their parts, which is weird because they have some talent up there. They just don't play very well together um, a lot of the time. And like they're receiving, their leading their leading receiver is Cole Komet, their tight end. The guy's good. He's and he had a good day against the Lions last time. Equinemius St. Brown probably not going to play. Um, you're, you're looking at uh, Chase Claypool not going to play. Um, uh, Darnell Moody not going to play. Uh, they just they're so barren. I, I, I'm with you. I don't understand what they're trying to get out of Fields other than okay, see how many routes you can pull out of hats in one game or work on the passing game with them, right? Yeah, but none of these guys that he's throwing to are going to be with him next year. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. To, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an NFL head coach. I don't want that stress on my life, but. Uh, I, that that's a good question, and I wonder if the Lions get up in this game early if they do pull them. You know, if it's fourteen to three at, at halftime or something like that. If they're like, okay, you know what, you've taken enough of beating. You are our future. Like we have nothing without you. Um, let let's save you for next year. You know, put you under a little bit of bubble wrap. Just call it a day. Great season. Justin Fields is going to be in the running for the most improved player in the league this year. I do vote for that, and he's probably got my vote. Probably, maybe. Probably. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and the comeback. It, it, it is stunning how good he looks uh, with the Rams. He's very good when you when you doubt him. That's that's when Baker comes alive. I've seen it firsthand. If you're if you doubt him, he's going to prove you wrong. If you're confident in him, he's also gonna prove you wrong. He gets complacent. That's, yeah, that's 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 the story with Baker. That's uh that's who he is. But yeah, this is a this is a game. And again, their pass rush, Chicago's pass rush is awful. It's awful. They, if you want to look at the PFF grades, they have the worst pass rush grade in the league by a lot. And that includes an Atlanta Falcons team that has, that went seven weeks in a row without a sack. And Chicago's worse than that. That tells you where the Bears are. Since they traded Roquan Smith away, they got nothing. Um, Dominique Robinson, impressive athlete, was a wide receiver at Miami of Ohio three years ago. He's their best pass rusher right now. When, when, from their front guys, he's a 260 pound defensive end uh, who doesn't know how to use his hands. They, they, this is a team that the Lions, the way they're constructed, is designed to beat. But you got to take care of Fields. You can't let him beat you. And he's, I don't want to say that he can beat you by himself, but he's he's pretty darn close to being able to beat you by himself. <laughs> what about uh, Campbell in the? monumental comment that, hey, we got to get uh, Jamison Williams, I may be paraphrasing to a point, but uh, more plays for him. And I'm thinking, uh, what, what about the Carolina game uh, when you were down big, maybe a couple deep throws on first down. Then you get the argument from uh, the Lions Twitter nation that Goff can't throw the deep ball. But then when you look at some of the numbers, passes of 25 yards or more, uh, especially here in, in the month of December, 
He's one of the top QBs in the league. So what, does he have the arm strength to throw the deep ball? He does. They don't have the chemistry and the timing. When you have Jamison Williams, you can't throw the ball once he's open. you got to throw before. It's like Tyreek Hill down in Miami. You don't throw him so the ball. So why aren't they throwing more deep balls to Williams? And that's that's one of the chemistry issues. And, and that's a question that both publicly and privately they've been very reluctant to answer. Um, and I, I worry a little bit that maybe Jamison isn't quite there yet. Like, in terms of football. But he wants to play, so he's pushing the team, so they're kind of doing the juggling act, you think? Um, I I, I don't think, remember, he didn't practice with this team until November. Um, the week before Thanksgiving was the first week that he practiced. So they may be walking a tightrope trying to get to the end of the season, appease him. Because he's pushing or right. his agent's pushing, it, exactly. like I, I should be playing. And also, right? get used to what NFL physical and speed coverage is because he didn't get that at Alabama. He's playing, he's playing Vanderbilt, he's playing Mississippi. If you watched Mississippi against Texas Tech the other night, that was, that was not a good defense. <laughs> that was, that, so he's, he's learning that adjustment. The thing with Goff is like when you've got a speedy receiver like that, and I saw this with, with Will Fuller um, down in Houston with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun had to learn. I can't throw the ball once he's open. I got to throw it before he's open. He's going to go get it. I just got to trust that. Goff and Williams don't have that relationship yet. They don't have that chemistry. It, it'll come. I would love to see them try it this weekend. Uh, but this is a guy he's played. Oh, I had to write this out. Nine, 13, 13, and 11 snaps in the games. Uh, he's got one catch. He's got one drop. Let's just be honest about this team. And I know the Bears game was a comeback, but and, and they battled back at the end against the Jets. But when they're down big... The play calling, uh, the adjustments by the coaches, the players' effort, everything seems just to fall apart when, once they go down big. Yeah, Seriously. They, they get one-dimensional, and Ben Johnson doesn't do that very well. Um, and, and again, this is a rookie offensive coordinator. Is he very good at it? Yeah, he is. Because you'll see the numbers with golf, and you'll say, well, wait a minute, we can't blame Ben Johnson. This was on the defense and the missed tackles, and the yeah. you know you drive a truck through some of those holes. It wasn't on the offense, but there's just that look. I, and also, I don't get this. Where Where is the urgency when the Lions are down big this year under and, and last year under Campbell? Where is the urgency? Because I think when Goff gets into a good-paced offense, he's good. And I know you're worried about your defense is getting trucked. You're going to throw him right back out there if you go three and out in a hurry. I, I really think the Lions overthink things when they're down big. I think that's a fair fair assessment uh, because Jared Goff is better when, and we used to get through this with Matthew Stafford, when he would snap the ball with exactly four seconds left on the play clock, like 85% of the time. Yeah, but it was Goff, a Goff is okay. I'm, not, I'm, really, I'm really not upset with the offense. I, I, I can't get over. The, the missed tackles and that was rough and, and the Russian yardage yeah. from Carolina. Their offense also wasn't good. Like you saw some weird, like they had a play where they handed it off to Jamal Williams. He's on the left. He's standing, Goff's in the shotgun. Williams is to his left and they ask right guard Evan Brown to run out beyond Taylor Decker on the left side and block Brian Burns, who's the fastest defensive end in the league. That guy was killing the like, Lions. That, that's like Taylor Decker's right there. He's not chopped liver. Just have him turn one step to his left, and that's blocked. They got they got weird with their blocking last week, and that's one of the reasons why the run game stunk. Uh, I just did a featurette on that at uh, at Lions Wire. Y'all can check that out. So shameless self promotion there. Uh, and and was, also it was, it was on YouTube, the Detroit Lions podcast. Thank you, Bill. There you go. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, it wasn't a good game for anybody, really. I mean, Jared Goff, the numbers look pretty good. He he missed a couple throws in that game, too. He, he, 
he wasn't perfect. He he certainly was not the problem. Absolutely not. What and the list of reasons why they lost, Goff is darn no, near the, the, the bottom. reasons why they lost are over on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. They're all there. The, the, In the, my the, mind, they're all there. It's uh missed tackles, yeah. it's no adjustments, which it goes on the coaches as well as the players. Yeah. There was you know, no passion, no excitement. You're you're playing one of your biggest regular season games in line in franchise history. This was big. I know it wasn't going to clinch a playoff spot, but man, you would have moved into controlling your own destiny after a one and six start. That's right. Because Seattle lost. Uh, you know, you're seeing the scroll and Washington loses. That's exactly Washington loses. Giants lose. They yeah. came back and tied it, and then the, you know Minnesota just playing. Miracle football all season long. 61-yard field goal to win that game. They're living right, man. They just they are. They, they've been doing it start to, and it's not over yet, but, uh, you know, just start to finishing games. They figure out a way to win. I, I'm just, I, you know, going down there the day early to beat the blizzard and these guys get out of their routine. I mean, I, I'm not trying to make excuses, but if you're, if you're flat when a playoff spot is on the line and you're a young team, so I get Jamal Williams may be hitting a wall. But when we look at some of these young players, especially defensively, that can't tackle an Akuda who Okuda has had, had a moments. terrible day. I know, but how do how do these guys go from looking at Jacobs? Turn yeah. around on the damn ball, board, turn around on the ball. Yeah. Turn it, around. When you see the hands go up with the receiver, how do you not turn around and play the ball? It's a very rough game. And and this is where we have to hope that it was this was the one off game. Let's hope that that's what the case was, and they rebounded and they beat the Bears as they should. There, I, I want to say they're six and a half, six point favorites at the DraftKings Sportsbook. I think. Yeah, six. I think I've seen it around uh, five, seven, five and a half to six, or six right. and a half. Yeah, it floats around a little bit, but that's uh, uh, this is a game that the Lions need to win. It's their last home game of the year. Go build that momentum. Get should that be crowd a big going. crowd. Yeah, should be sold out. Beer sales might not be strong coming off of New Year's Eve the night before. That's right. It's New Year's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Oh man, that just well the regular season isn't ending until you get into the second week of January. I, I Super Bowl I, actually is the day before March Madness when it tips off. Now Super Bowls in March. It's that way. It is. It is. So I, every year I go to the Senior Bowl. That's one of my pilgrimages on the on the draft tour. This year doesn't start until February. I'm I'm, I'm flying down there uh, January 31st. Uh, normally I'm. Normally it's a week earlier, two weeks earlier than that. Just the way that the calendar is going, everything's pushing back. Are they doing flag football with the Pro Bowl? Have I seen those commercials? Yes. Mm. Don't get me started on the Pro Mm, Bowl. Don't get me. (laughs) We'll just drop that. No. (laughs) I saw a flag and I forgot about that because they made that announcement during the offseason. Flag football with your superstars playing flag football. It's almost like they're like doing a trial balloon to see, hey, we, can we get people to watch this crap? <laughs> we get rid of equipment and they just want to see stars play? Yeah. And we go to flag yeah. one day? Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's flag football. I, you know, it, 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 to me, what, what, you know, if you really want to make it interesting, I, I had this idea. You tell me, I, I, I don't know if the NFLPA would ever go for it, that the top two teams, the worst two teams, would play each other on a Saturday for the overall number one pick. I like that idea. I like that. It, it's it's sort of like the old um, uh, in college basketball. So the you, two worst teams yeah. would get would get uh, you know they get a uh, a week off, two weeks off, but they'd get 
to still practice. Yeah. So uh, usually the bad teams are young teams or in transition. They would get, and their just reward would be that they would go to uh, the Super Bowl city site close to it, and they would play a neutral site game for the overall number one pick. So now you're the NFL and you're setting up your draft or your combine coming up, right? Absolutely. And the draft is big money. Or, or or the other idea with, okay, so your next big thing after the Super Bowl is a combine, right? right? Yep. Before free agency, yep. correct? First right? week of March. So yep. why why not do a college, uh, a legitimate NFL college all-star game where, where even if it's a kid from a D3 school that gets a chance, there's national TV, you're starting to brand some names, and it may not be your upper echelon Carters and Bryce Youngs, but it's a football game with the NFL badge, NFL, you know, Pro Bowl colors, whatever. You where where you went to school, you wear the you know, you're on that AFC or NFC yeah. roster, right? Based yeah, yeah. on and you, you play an actual damn football game. Who's gonna watch flag football? Not me. I haven't watched flag football since I watched my son Legend. And I'm like, you know, it was second and third grade, and most people give up flag football because they go play tackles starting in seventh grade. That's the way it's supposed to be. Flag. I didn't even like playing flag football when I played it in college in intramural class. So it became tackle. When I played it at uh, University of Oklahoma, it was just you tackle the person. It was, it was in. There there was a lot of that. You got to grab the flag and you're like, just come jack somebody. And because you got some drunk kid who's refereeing the intramural sports. My lord. That was me. Well, Drake and Age was 18 when I went to school oh, I, I, in Oklahoma. I'm, I'm a little behind you on there, but I, that was my college job. I, I officiated uh, in sports. That. I tried. When I was at Oklahoma, I actually, a little league was looking for umpires, and I lasted one doubleheader before I flipped off the fans, threw my equipment in the air, and announced <laughs> I'm willing to fight anybody in the park. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. and uh, I, I once I'm my- still waiting on that check. You know, uh, for the twenty five bucks a game. Once, I, once my kids are done uh, done competing in high school, I'm going to officiate high school sports. That's I've been like, thinking that's about it. Thing. I, I've really been thinking I, I'm about gonna, that. I, I'm doing it, and I'm trying to like because I am that parent that gets nervous. Well, you played volleyball, so it, I did. And boys volleyball could be coming uh, here coming, as the next coming soon to a school near you. Maybe especially the, if you live in Zealand. Maybe next year. All right, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We'll get back to Lions and Bears. Lions lost to Carolina. The other NFL stories. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network in studio. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N and also the Detroit Lions podcast. Listen to it weekly. Just search for it on YouTube. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. There's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wages outcome. Just use my bonus code, SHEPBET200, when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use my bonus code, SHEPBET200. 
200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. If you think you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, if you're 21 and up, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21 Thousand, if you want to get in on a shot at winning that trip to L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they win on Saturday. If they don't win, you still could win a trip for two to the Masters courtesy of Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan. You can enter right now, 21 and up, one entry per phone number, text C-H-A-M-P-S to 21,000, text CHAMPS, to two one zero zero zero. Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanGarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanGarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Bean Garter. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Thursday broadcast on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big-name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Him and his friends had a great time 
last night inside Van Andel Arena for the Great Lakes Invitational D1 Hockey Tournament Finale where Western Michigan University, the top-scoring team in D1 Hockey in America, uh, laid it to Ferris State Hockey, but the Bulldogs had a nice run. They had, I think, over, what was it, 16,000 people the two days, so downtown GR, well done by Van Andel Arena, Michigan Tech, the host school, and the hockey fans from Ferris, Michigan Tech, Michigan State, and also Western were awesome. It really was a, a two-day hockey extravaganza. You know, it's winter, you're downtown GR, you can walk to bars. Superfly and his crew went across the street to the social house last night. I kept waiting for the text, hey, I'm in jail, can you bail me out? I promise I'll pay you back. It didn't happen, but uh, kudos to everybody. Rich McKeegan and the crew at Van Andel Arena and all the participating schools. It was an awesome time. You know, one, one thing where you're looking at everything in Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com uh, and also from the Detroit Lions podcast joining us in studio today, Downtown GR, man. Uh, and they wanted, you know, with the Grand Rapids Gold now playing basketball uh, inside Van Andel Arena, uh, the chance to uh, get, you know, more basketball games. I mean, it'd be it's, great it's to great. see like Ferris and Grand Valley or Hope and Calvin. I know they play games there. And just downtown GR, uh, when it's when when it's a big concert, like tonight you got Jeff Dunham, uh, the comedian, the ventriloquist, which uh, you can see his lips move, so that doesn't do anything for me with the ventriloquist, but he's in concert uh, at Van Andel Arena. Uh, but sporting events, you know, the Griffins uh, will draw over 10,000 on Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, the West Michigan Sports Commission, uh, the west side of the state, this state, when it comes to sports, I know with your kids, you travel, you follow the Lions. Yep. We are truly one of the great sports states in America. It really is. It's it's a lot of fun, and, and you got to give the West Michigan Sports Commission a lot of credit. They have done a very good job of elevating the profile of not just Grand Rapids, but all of West Michigan and drawing in nicely from Kalamazoo and from the Lakeshore where I live out in, out in Holland and Zealand and Muskegon area. Um, they, they're starting to get involved in the beach volleyball circuit, um, which my kids are involved in. And, so and, and actually, pro volleyball is coming in 2000. And it is. Is it 2024? 2024. Grand Rapids was the first city announced. By the way, Joe Burrow is the money behind that league. Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow of the, the Cincinnati Bengals is the money behind that. He is. Yes, he is. Does he have a sister that plays volleyball? Uh, I, I don't actually know. His parents are involved in it too, but he is the primary investor. So. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if he'll be. He'll probably do some appearances at the arenas. I would think so. When the league yeah, that, starts, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, I did not know that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we look at Rizzy and the Hizzy. I mean, my family is very integrated into the volleyball community in West Michigan and Michigan in general. And it's uh, you know, my wife and I both played competitively on the beach for a very long time. Now, my daughter is a competitive beach volleyball player as an eighth grader. My son just took up volleyball. Give a quick shout out to Impact Impact Volleyball Club, and in, in they're moving to Hudsonville. They're in Grand Rapids right now. Giving boys some opportunities to play. There's there's a rising tide of volleyball around. Boys volleyball is coming. Calvin University just added boys they did. volleyball. They did. They're going to add football too, right? Yes, yep. they are. Good and, for them. And I think um, in talking with Mark Ewell, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, I think boys volleyball, and again, the girls sport that they'll add at the same time is still a debate there, I think, between uh, girls hockey. Girls hockey makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's been talk of girls like football. I don't think that's high on the radar, but there's uh, conversation. I don't think, I think boys volleyball in the spring, possibly as soon as the spring of 
2024. Gyms are open. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of clubs going up. We're, we're trying to start one in Zealand right now for, for the combined East well, and, and West. In the spring at the high school level, uh, Jeff, would be the time because of all the you know, track, soccer, uh, baseball's all outside. The yeah. gyms would be wide open exactly uh, for those teams, uh, for boys volleyball to play. And you probably would get a lot of the basketball players who just morph right into boys volleyball. Absolutely. Uh, when the season there, ends. There's a lot of cross-pollination there. I know I know. Uh, Grand Haven has a very strong boys program. Hudsonville does. Uh, the they Forest just do Hills it as clubs, right? Have it. Really? Yeah. yeah, they do it as a club level. Uh, and they, they play through it. Grand Haven actually won last year, so good for them. Uh, so I think that's close. I think boys volleyball. Yeah, it's coming. There, there's, a, there's a definite groundswell for it. There is uh, overwhelming demand at the club level. Um, the clubs just don't have the the time or facilities to do it right now. So it's it's an emerging sport. I'm I'm very proud of that. Yeah, and I think you'll see it. I, again, I don't have any confirmation, but my guess is probably this spring, uh, early summer, you'll see that announcement uh, going into next year that you know the key is girls adding girls ice hockey to high schools. They're worried about rank time because a lot of these teams will practice in the morning, and that's a very real issue. Li- limited limited <laughs> ice. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's that's the and building there. new ice arenas is not exactly an investment that a lot of no in boys volleyball you're going to add what you're going to you're going to add a uniform cost uh, the equipment's already there for the girls right yeah just got to uh, they use the same parameters as boys use the same thing just have to raise the net up a little bit raising up that to, up up to seven eleven and three quarters I think, well, excuse me Mister uh, ladies and gentlemen the huge show volleyball <laughs> official sport, baby Jeff Risden I'm like I know they raised it a little bit <laughs> it wouldn't be like Will Ferrell and Elf where he's dunking on the elves oh my God yeah so I I think that's an easy turnkey sport I and uh, because let's say some of the high jumpers for track and field, or even basketball players who are distance runners, you still could do track and field and play the boys' volleyball. My son will be doing that. My son throws, and he throws the shot and uh, discus. He does? Yeah, he does. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Zealand, Zealand East and Zealand West, both schools have incredible track programs. They get everybody that they can involved, and uh, great coaches. Shout out to Court Ziegler, who's a great, great throwing coach for my son. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to allow them to, to do both. Yeah. I, presuming that we have that. club volleyball. Um, I, when I was down with Ferris for the national championship football game in McKinney, Texas, I was talking to one of the McKinney high school players, and everybody on the foot in the football program yeah. has to take part in track. They have to. Have to. Yeah. So you, the sprinters, you can pick anything, but uh, the running backs, DBs, and wide receivers have to be a part of the sprinting team makes sense uh the bigger guys are throwers right yep so you're getting camaraderie you're getting you're getting, yeah you know and and so you have to yeah you get the great shooting so my son went to uh kindergarten through second grade in the, the greater houston area we lived in houston if you're in first grade and you show any football potential they force you to red to it's called gray shirting so you 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 take an extra year it's normally your fourth grade year that you repeat but they will tell you in advance, like, your kid's going to play football. Friday Night Lights, he's, he's got potential. When he gets to fourth grade, he's repeating fourth grade. Even if his grades are good. Yeah, even if he's a straight-A student. And it's it's a badge of well, that, honor for the parents. It's like, oh, yeah, my kid got chosen a grazer. This is awesome. Like, that is endemic down there. So all those kids that are coming out of t- Texas in those high schools, because they're 19-year-old seniors. Yeah, but the problem is in Michigan, I don't think you can play – I, I, I'd have to check. I don't think maybe you can turn 19 in a season. 
I don't think you can start a sports season. I think, yeah, I think you can. In the state be, of Michigan yeah, at, at 19. Before eight, yeah, you have to be 18 when the season starts. So at Texas, it might be different. Yeah. Texas, you could be upwards of 27. Texas, Texas is What's your name, man? My name's Billy Bob Simonson. I, I went through sixth grade five times. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a D1 prospect at quarterback. I will say this a lot easier to be become academically eligible in Texas than I what I've seen in Michigan. Well, they <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, ask McKinney High School with their twenty five thousand seat stadium where they host a D two national championship football game, or I, right down the street in Allen, Texas, they decided. Oh my well, goodness! If McKinney has twenty five thousand, we're going to add. And make it thirty two thousand, whatever it is. So I, high school. I played. I played volleyball at uh, uh, was it Flowery Branch School, which is right in that area. Their aux gym had seven courts in it, like individual courts for volleyball, for volleyball and basketball. Um, it was seven volleyball courts, it's five basketball courts in an, in their aux gym. That's that's the second gym. Yeah, that's their second gym, and they had the, a freshman building that had its own facility with four to six basketball full courts on it too. Mm. Un, unreal money down there on sports. It is. I, I I think the McKinney guy I was talking to mentioned that five JV football players. JV, okay, five JV football players already had D one offers. Insanity. I believe it. I absolutely uh, J- believe it from lower level D one schools. Yeah. And then the best thing about uh, the McKinney kid that he told me, and he showed me, we were talking, you know, at halftime of the Ferris National Championship game. He showed me the Texas high school 100-meter final. Because I asked him, who was the toughest player? Because he got called up and played in the playoffs uh, as a sophomore. He's a DB, safety. And I said, who's the toughest uh, running back you faced all year? He goes, oh. And he, he said a kid's name. And he goes, but he ran a 10 one meters and finished fourth in the Texas oh High School God. championships. There was 10 flat, 10.02, 10.12. And he showed me, he had it on his phone because he was there because he was a triple jumper. Oh, and he didn't qualify grief. for the state finals. And uh, he showed me, uh, the, it looked like Olympic trials and it was high school kids. It's incredible. Yeah. The the facilities down there, it like... We have some nice stuff in a lot of places in Michigan. I've been to a lot of them, and you know, they don't compare. They just no. don't. And then he, uh, they max out every month. They get uh, speed and weight training graded, and yeah. then they post it for all the the team to see. So they create the peer pressure, right? So it's called maxed out. So the coaches also know who's making progress, right? Who's getting stronger? Who's getting faster? Yep. And the college coaches can look at that and like, hey, this kid's maybe he's maxed out a little bit. Maybe I need to go for this kid that's coming up a little bit. So they'll look at this sophomore; seems yeah. to be faster than this kid. And that's, like, uh, that was that was Gary Patterson's success at TCU for it, many it's, years. It's ran like a college program. It's just amazing. I think about that speed. I mean, a high school. Uh, but again, you got the weather. You got outdoors. Uh, you're around. You can do the math on golf. You know, soccer, tennis, baseball, football. Yeah. You can. You can see why Texas, Florida, California are hotbeds for recruiting. Oh, 100%. And All sports. That, that's where it should be. Uh, that's, they put their money where their mouth is on that. They really do. All right. Jeff Risden uh, from the LionsWire.com in studio with us on this Thursday broadcast. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Uh, let's talk about Lions uh, and the Bears. Like I said, Lions close to a seven-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big board. Uh, we both agree they need to win that game, be 8-8, eight and eight, chance to finish above 500. i am not going to brag about my 
nine and eight prediction, <laughs> playing meaningful games in December. Little did I know that meaningful games would come in January if they could win on Sunday and go to Green Bay playing for a playoff spot, considering what we watched last year, considering the one and six start. That would make everybody forget that Carolina god-awful performance. Absolutely. Even if you lose that game at Green Bay. I agree. I'm with you. That, that's, that's, I'm not a moral victory guy, but if you're 8-9 and after a 1-6 and six start. That's progress, baby. And that's, next year, though, becomes every other year now moving forward for Dan Campbell and Holmes. Yeah. Jeff. The bar uh, gets raised. No, no. You, you have to make the playoffs now every year. You're the head yeah, coach. You I, have to. We, were, we talked about this on the podcast last night. Uh, they should be no worse than the co-favorites to win the NFC Amen. North next year. And if they don't, that's when you start having a more critical eye towards Dan Campbell and his in-game coaching and, or weird decisions by your defensive coordinator and things like that. That's that's when you can start getting more critical about that because next year those games are going to matter because this team should be in the playoffs next year. They're adding four top 60 picks to this roster they have free agency money. They can go out and get Javon Hargrave or Dayron Payne. They can get a number one, number two cornerback to add to this. They have the money to do that. They're going to upgrade at running back. They Jamal Williams has unfortunately run into a wall. Um, his contract's up at the end of the season. They, the only the only running backs they have under contract next year are DeAndre Swift, who's not doing all that well, and Greg Bell, who's a rookie from San Diego State who's on injury reserve. That's it. Well, what about your story at uh, DetroitLions.com? Or maybe it was part of a one of your Detroit Lions podcasts that people can hear at YouTube where uh, a decision on Swift and yeah. his, his future with the Lions. Yeah. So he's under contract for next year, affordably, but he's just not getting it done. Um, he, he misses a lot of holes that I, the, I there, there was a there was one on on Saturday yes. against Carolina where he's running to the right tackle and. Panay Sewell has it blocked beautifully. Evan Brown has it blocked beautifully. Kayleef Raymond put his defensive back on the turf, on his butt, on the outside. If if Swift turns right, he's got 20, 25 yards where there's not a Carolina Panther defender in sight. Instead, he runs into the guy, backside pursuit, and goes goes down immediately. There's way too much of that in his in his game. He's He's capable of doing special things. We saw it against Philadelphia. We saw it last year in a couple of games, but he... It's just not there consistently enough. So uh, it's going to be interesting. He, if you watch Hard Knocks, you know that he and Deuce Staley don't get along very well. They're they just don't see the game the same way. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting thing because the, the the rub is they don't want to be better than him, not right now. And that it's a tough spot to be in. The good thing, it's a great year to need a running back in both the NFL draft and free agency. There are scads of running backs who are going to be available in both of those who are upgrades over both Jamal and DeAndre, and they will get at least one. You're kind of watching Jamal hit a wall here. It's like the Lions, I think, have got as much out of him as they can. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, last what is The last four games, he has 47 carries for 117 yards. That's awful. Yeah, you can just awful. You, you can just see the burst when you're older. It's the NFL, and he is a between-the-tackles guy. So you're taking a big pounding if we go back to hard knocks and training camp through the Carolina game. Yeah, I do like the upgrade at running back. I'm with you on that. Uh, I believe uh, an upgrade at linebacker. They really could use the guy they could turn loose on the quarterback. Almost a, a borderline stand-up uh, speed rusher uh, type linebacker. They could use a shutdown uh, corner and you know safety. Uh, may be an issue still uh, with this team. Yep. So there's gonna, still they're holes, gonna, they're right? They're going to have some assets to, to fill it with, though. But, yeah, there's definitely some holes for sure. Uh, is Elliott going to play this weekend? 
doesn't look that doesn't look good. Yeah, they miss him. They missed him a lot last week. I agree. Uh, they they put Ifiatu Malifanu in there as sort of a hey hey show us what you got. Mm, he ain't got it. No. <laughs> First five plays of the game, he missed two tackles and ran to the wrong hole twice. They missed tackles. That was hard to watch. That man. was like you know Anzalone and. Rodrigo and, you Okuda know. Okuda missing. Kirby Joseph trying to tackle. And again, because they didn't pass a lot early, you, you really couldn't judge a defensive line on pressure. But but again, I... I no, it I, wasn't a great game for Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson is not a, a, a strong suit against a run, right? He did not have a good game. Aline McNeil did not have a good game. Isaiah Bugs How didn't have a good so game. How so many defensive guys not show I, up? That's what I don't get. I, I can see two guys, now, and these guys play well, but how the, your entire unit... Just craps the bed yeah. on, on that Saturday in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't. I don't get that either. That that reflects poorly on Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell as coaches. Were they? You know, because we were all talking uh, on Christmas Eve. Were they cocky? Were they coming in thinking that they're playing a five and nine team? And that, that's probably a little of it. But Dan Campbell honestly does a pretty good job, I think, of of not keeping them centered. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, but one it, game at a time it, and all those yeah, post games. It, it, it got away from him there. It really did. And uh, he's but it is on the road. And let's be honest. In the NFL, you can look this year and you can see that you won on the road at the Jets, which they had to scramble, claw, and found a way to win, just like they won on the road. Uh, at Chicago, right? Yep. Found a way, and that that game was pulsing. We were talking about it last week uh, in studio that you just hope it's not one of these games that cost them the playoffs, and they still have a chance because of what happened with Seattle, Washington, and the Giants. It's not a miracle needed, but, man, if if you're asking for the third straight weekend and maybe into a fourth straight weekend for everything to go your way, if you're a Lions player, coach, front office, executive, owner, or fan, I, I think you're pushing it. That's that's a tough way to live, man. Mm. If you, we we talk about a lot about margin for error, and the margin for error for this Lions team is so much better than it was last year. But they still don't have that kind of talent where they can play have several guys play a bad game and and get away with it. And Carolina, Carolina beat them badly. Badly. Yeah, so now you got the Bears game. They should win. They're at home on Sunday. And then the Packers game, and you're hoping that... You're hoping the Minnesota beats Green Is Minnesota playing for... Well, they're playing for home. They're still in the home field advantage. They're still playing for home field advantage. Absolutely. They can get the number one seed still. Yeah, so they're they're playing for something. And, you know, the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, you can see how different of a team they are. Even though Minshew played well. He did play well. And Cowboys are... They're finding a way to win. They blew that game against Jacksonville. But you're seeing this end of the year, extended season in the NFL. And like we talked about Jamal Williams and the Lions hitting the wall, Jeff. Yeah. These teams physically, the demand of the National Football League. You see it a lot. Who and has the depth? Yeah. And you see San Francisco bringing in Brock Purdy. and, and How well, that that guy's made, you know, uh, he he's awesome out of Iowa State. God I, bless him. He was, he was the last pick of the Mr. NFL draft. Irrelevant. Yeah, was was not. Like, I, I remember going to Indianapolis last year for the Combine, and we get, you know, all the guys that are there, they have their little podiums where they stand. Nobody went to Brock Purdy's I, I think he's made Trey Lance a situational quarterback, and Brock Purdy will be the starter, and they're going to move off of Jimmy G. One of the things that you're seeing now from San Francisco is that maybe they trade Trey Lance. Maybe he's the guy that's the And Jimmy like, G's the backup yeah. in case Purdy, they figure him out, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's another thing to watch this offseason. Like, 
Remember when quarterbacks stayed at the same team forever? Now Russell Wilson got traded. Matt Ryan got traded. Obviously, that didn't work out. Russell Tom Brady Wilson. has moved around. Russell yeah, Wilson. Russell contract. Wilson just got a good man fired. <laughs> and how about did you see his comment about the you know the guy has more bedrooms in his house than touchdown passes or something? True story too. Yeah. Well, and you're the Broncos, and what do you do? Right? Where do you go moving forward? I don't know because Seattle has your draft picks, and you're stuck with Wilson. Yeah, that guy went from a god in Seattle and Northwest Washington to the most hated guy in Denver, and it, it, it happens just like that. And that's because it's based on wins and losses. Exactly, it, it's a Stafford. What what I told everybody: when your team's not winning, the quarterback and head coach and GM, those three, and usually the quarterback to begin with. Yeah. Look at Zach Wilson, right? The Jets are imploding. Look, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. Look at Tennessee with no quarterback. How average. By the way, they're starting uh, Josh Dobbs, who they signed off the Lions practice squad last week, will be starting tonight. He's better than Malik Willis. Because they're doing what Washington's doing with Carson Wentz, where they're they're desperate to make the playoffs. Yeah. Tennessee is, it's pulsing that they're going to lose the division to Jacksonville. The Jaguars. By the way, the Jaguars are a great blueprint for how you over... They got smoked in Detroit, 40-14. to 14. Since then, they haven't lost. And they've won at Dallas, at Tennessee. That game was impressive, right? too. Yeah. The, I mean... that The blueprint is there for the Lions. Just do what the Jaguars did after you, you beat the tar out of them. That, that's what they got to do. Yeah. Uh, Lions just you know beat the Bears on Sunday. Because if you lose at home... Off of what everyone watched on Christmas Eve in Carolina. That's real dispiriting, man. You, you and you're going to roll in now to a Green Bay game that's meaningless. And, and God knows, spin the wheel on the weather. You know, we could have the 50 degrees we have today, yeah. or it could be minus 50. Who knows in a couple of weeks. That, that would be, you know, because last year they had the strong finish that gave everybody a lot of hope during the offseason. That's right. And even if you are... If you're 8-9 and nine and you played the Packers tough and you lost a tough one in the fourth quarter, and again, I'm not going to go down a, uh, I'm all about moral victories. But if you fought, even the Carolina game, if you would have lost that thing 31-28 and you're going back and forth and the defense is making some plays, you can live with it. It was in Carolina. They're, yeah. they're playing for the playoffs. We, we feel differently now than we do. Remember when I, I, I said that, you know, I, I really... Tampa not taking care of business and eliminating Carolina. And I'm talking the previous week. Yeah. After the Steelers beat Carolina. That's right. That hurt Detroit. I, I really, that game was pulsing. Like, I, I didn't feel good. And we talked last week. I didn't feel good going into that Carolina game. Yeah. You get a team playing for something. And, and, and they, they were embarrassed by the Steelers. But because Brady and the Bucs, and they had to pull out another miracle against Arizona. I mean, my God, the bu- the Bucks cannot run the ball at all. It's it's tough to watch them try to do what, anything on the ground. Do you so think they, Brady's washed up? I think he's not elite anymore, and I think that's a problem because they need him to still be forty year old Tom Brady. But if 44. he if he digs out of he's this, still good. If he digs out of this through a season that also included a divorce, uh, and he finds a way to get this team to the playoffs. 
I mean, you got to give. You don't, much... don't want to go to Tampa and play that team. No, you don't want to play Brady <laughs> in the playoffs. Especially if you're dad. Think about that. Wait, Dal- unless you're Tampa and you want to blitz Matt Stafford at the end while you're at home. That, that first round game is going to be the the team in the East that doesn't win, either Philadelphia or Dallas, going to Tampa Bay to play in that opening round game. It's Brady. Yeah. That's that's a rough way to go if you're uh, if so if you're the Dallas Lions or, or Philly if the Lions uh, do find a way at nine and eight to make the playoffs win their last two and they get the magic they need from Seattle Washington and the Giants because really you're, if the Giants yeah. lose two in a row they're eight eight and one right yep you've got you've if, got to if, get... if Washington needs to lose one yeah. they're they're they could finish eight eight and one that's right and then you get um, Seattle. They don't have the tiebreaker with them. Right. So they're, they're tied right now. They're, they're both seven, seven and, eight. and eight. So you need Seattle to lose both of their games. Right. But if they lose one and get to seven and nine and you win the last two, the Bears on Sunday and at Green Bay, then the Lions find they, they got they got a real shot at this. If they win, they gotta take care of yeah, it. That's why if you would have beat Carolina yeah. and you're eight and seven and you would beat the Bears on Sunday. You would have put so much pressure on Seattle, Washington, and the Giants. And even Green Bay. Green Bay's still mm, alive. You know how it's going to work, Rizzy. <laughs> we, we know being <laughs> Lions fans, you, you know it's you know, you're going to look back at the Carolina game, and that's going to cost them a playoff spot. You just know it. You know how it is. And it is. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not trying to be Ned negative, but I just know how it works. And that's that. That will be a point of frustration that they can build off of. I, I, and want, I, I hope they learn how to build off that. I want Michigan families to take a moment here, step back, and the Lions have always been featured on Thanksgiving Day, and you throw in Christmas Eve with the Carolina debacle, and ask yourself in your life as a Lions fan, how many holidays have been ecstatic after the Lions game ended? Magical, not many. I'm going Ever. back a long way. It's, Ever. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Ever. Ever. I'm talking. How many Thanksgivings have you that have been meaningful games that when the game ended, you said, you know what? Let's have more stuffing, more pumpkin pie. The Lions. Look, I can't believe how well they played. How many times? I, I can't remember. It, it's been a long time. Oh, my God. It's been a long time. They can't, you know, if they if they end up missing the playoffs by one game, and it was because you lost, not lost, just got embarrassed by a five and nine team. Yeah, you got beat by Carolina, just uh, destroyed. As as you know, Campbell told Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach for Carolina, you know, you got your blankety blank, blankety blank, blanked <laughs> and reblanked, triple blanked. All right, Jeff Risden, the other voice you hear from the LionsWire.com. Part of the USA Today Network. Also follow Jeff when it comes to the Lions in the NFL at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. And listen weekly to the Detroit Lions podcast. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you do have a Lions or NFL question, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold. Playing some pretty good hoops right now. They play their home games inside Van Andel Arena 
and a lot of great dates are coming up. And also they got the $5 ticket special through the end of the month. Just search Grand Rapids Gold and follow the gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. More with Rizzy in the hizzy on the Lions and the NFL after this Michigan Sports Network T.O. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Tom Izzo has always thought spending Christmas time for his players with family and friends was a big deal, and the schedule for Michigan State men's basketball this season again reflected that. The Spartans have not played since last Wednesday, and that was home against Oakland, and they'll get one more tune-up before the rigors of the Big Ten in January return. A Friday night 6 o'clock game at home against Buffalo. Obviously these games you would think would go in the Spartans win column and set them up then for the final 18 games of the Big Ten season beginning next week with home games against first Nebraska and then Michigan coming to the Breslin Center at 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, January 7th. One more non-conference tune-up and then the Spartans are ready to make it go big time. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Kick off the new year with great game day deals at Meyer. Ready, set, score big with small avocados for 49 cents each for guacamole. Or buffalo chicken dip with Meyer family pack boneless skinless chicken breast for $1.99 per pound. And Doritos are two for $5 with Emperks. Then grab some drinks to cheers every time your team runs up the score. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. There are so many ways to enjoy the big games and ring in the new year at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now, he's a managing partner at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids. They now have merged with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they're stronger than ever before in the state of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast-to-coast when it comes to your accounting and business needs. Find out more at beancarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Also, Thomas stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be in the drawing at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game. You can play once or play every week. Do what you want to, but get your picks in now at thehugeshow.net. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. We're heard on 19 radio stations as we are the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in the state. For the station close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen to the live stream weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen live weekdays 3 until 6 anywhere in America. Where you get mobile service, just search The Huge Show 
on the iHeart app. We are talking Lions in the NFL with Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Network, co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can hear weekly on YouTube. And we're talking Lions-Bears on Sunday in downtown Detroit. Lions, if they can win their last two, they still have a pretty good shot at the playoffs. And I think most would feel comfortable on the Lions winning the last two if you didn't have that finale in Green Bay. That's why you need to root for the Vikings uh, this weekend uh, to beat the Packers. Uh, the coaching carousel. A lot of NFL coaches now being fired earlier where teams want to get a jump on uh, who is the next hot guy. Uh, ben Johnson before Carolina. His name was popping up a lot, maybe uh, even with uh, the Broncos. I did see some ridiculous tweet, and again, it's Twitter, and you never know what's right or wrong, saying that Dan Campbell has an out in his contract for only one team, Denver. I, I, that seems very crazy to me. Yeah. I, and first off, how would some knucklehead on a Twitter feed get that info? That's a good question. You would think the Detroit beat writers or yourself, Jeff, guys who are around the I mean, we, we team would, all the we time. We would probably know that, yeah. Uh, but Ben Johnson's name is out there. And again, the, the NFL seems to be, we want to find the next hot assistant, roll the dice, and hope he becomes... A, yeah, and, and look, a like, champion, right? look at what Minnesota has done with Kevin O'Connell, a, a former quarterback. The Staley played, bounced back with the Chargers. Yeah, he's done a very good job sure there. There's, so you've got openings in Carolina. Not, I, I hope Steve Wilkes gets that job. That guy has gotten a raw deal in his career. This was a guy he went to, it was the Panthers defensive coordinator when Luke, Luke Keekley was there. Went to Arizona, got one year, got one year before Kyler Murray was there. I'm kind of feeling that they may go with him. I, I, yeah, that's the that's the vibe that I got from talking to some Carolina people. So he get he gets his one year in, in Arizona. They're disappointing. They earn the number one pick. He gets fired. He goes to Cleveland as their defensive coordinator with Freddie Kitchens, who's the most clueless I've ever seen as a coach. And I've covered a lot of bad coaches. Freddie's worse than Patricia. Patricia was at least organized. Freddie didn't. He didn't have any head coaching skills whatsoever, unfortunately. I, I, Matt Patricia was not good at his job, but he did have some redeeming like qualifications for it. Freddie Fred didn't have that. So Steve Wilkes was basically like, here, babysit Freddie, teach him how to be a head coach, and didn't work, and he got fired out of that job too. So I hope I hope he lands on his feet. He's a good guy. He's a good coach. Yeah, so uh, Johnson's name's out there. I think a lot will depend on how uh, the Lions finish, but also you never know where the connection is to somebody who's in the front office, a GM, an owner, yeah. uh, how they knew you. You work for that guy at another place or when uh, he was out of college or another uh, NFL oh, yeah. franchise. And that's how that stuff goes. You know, you got those back. So look at the jobs that are going to be open. I don't think Jeff Saturday is keeping the job in Indianapolis. Probably not. And who's going to take that job? Right. You know, when the way Reich was kind of just shown the door. And with Ursay, that's a volatile yeah, do, owner. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want your one shot in the NFL to be under Jim Ursay? I don't think so. Well, the Harbaugh's name has come up with that, right? Because he played with the Colts, and just like it came up when you know he played with the Bears, and reportedly was there for a final interview with the Vikings, and he says, you know, he had cold feet, but then the reports say Vikings did. Who knows who's telling the truth? So the question is, he got a Harbaugh preparing for TCU in the college football playoff. Semifinal on Saturday. He's two wins away from another national championship, back to back Big Ten championships. They hammered Ohio State and Columbus. Uh, they got a real good shot of beating TCU. Right. Too. right. They, you know, TCU's defense isn't that good. I, I think they're no, going to win that they, game. They, their secondary is, is talented, but they're small. No, I, I think Michigan, this is good. I, I think TCU is their 
third toughest team they've played. I, I would put Ohio State and Penn State uh, in front of uh, TCU. So the question is, though, with Harbaugh and the NFL dreams, now Chris Ballas from Wolverine.com told me yesterday that his insiders are saying that Michigan is working on new contracts for Harbaugh and his staff that would make Harbaugh the highest paid coach in the NFL or, or in highest, college in yeah. college to keep him away from the NFL. Coaches are making more coaching in college than the NFL. Oh, absolutely right? they are. So yeah. this this lure or talk and Harbaugh's on every list, you know, the Broncos or anywhere you go, I I, I don't think he's leaving for those, the NFL. Those, those lists are written by yutzes like me with a keyboard. That's that's all that is. So you, you don't believe Harbaugh? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think Michigan. I, either do I. I. I think maybe he's maybe his. I, I, w- I would say this. I don't think Jim Harbaugh has anything to do with it. I think his agent and his people probably have some things to do with that. That's and God bless him for hiring. If Harbaugh gets an extension or new deal reworked, whatever it is, and what Chris Ballas said from the Wolverine dot com that. For him and his assistants. Yeah. Their offensive line coach needs to get paid. Well, he won the Broyles Award this year. Right. And, and, and I think they won the award for the best offensive line second year they did. Uh, in a row. That when you look at it, if Harbaugh is the highest paid and he, he goes from a guy who had his salary almost cut in half to then having the last two years, regardless of what, what happens in the semifinals or the championship game, and I'm Michigan, yeah, with all the NFL openings out there, I want to get this deal done, like, today. Yeah. If I'm Michigan, before the semifinal, right? That, that would make sense to me. Because every game he wins, I think the price can go up, right? So I, if he beats TCU, which they should, and I think they're, for some reason the money's going on TCU on the DraftKings sportsbook app, big board, but so be it. Yeah. If they beat TCU... um and the price goes up. If they win the national championship, uh, the price goes up. I, like I said yesterday on the show, I think Harbaugh has all the power right now at the University of Michigan. Whatever he wants, they'll have to give him. I'd agree with that. After what he did, because you've never seen a head coach ever publicly have to take a pay cut of that magnitude to stay at a Power 5 top-shelf program and the humility and the embarrassment that some people inside Michigan caused him. Yeah. Now, that that's the one thing that pulses with me. Knowing Harbaugh, the competitor, the Tom Crean story telling Dan Dockett that <laughs> he thought he was going to be fired after the pandemic year, right? That's right. That in the end, if Harbaugh wins that national championship, could it be if... Ward Manuel, the AD who made him take that pay cut, is still there. Would Harbaugh be man enough, even with an offer that you know to exceed twelve million a year? Would he say no? After what you did to me, I'm going to the NFL. And he's got the unfinished business in the NFL because well, then he would have won. That's in college. the only reason I think he would leave after what he had yeah. to live through. I don't know. Who, I don't know him. I've, Neither do I. I've met him once, um, so I don't know where, where his head's on that. But I, that's a tough sell to me. That, that's a heart and head call that only yeah Jim Harbaugh would know, and maybe the people close to him. That's why with Crean publicly talking about Harbaugh, and he's the brother-in-law, right? Yep. Married to Harbaugh's right. sister. That with him talking about that, that Harbaugh was worried about being fired, then had to to take a pay cut. 
and those people are still in place there that forced you to do it, you know, because remember, it's just last spring after that great year a year ago, this past spring, the flirtation with the NFL. Well, we'll see, man. Harbaugh has. He's, he's got a lot of cards in his deck right the, now. The one thing, though, that I, I believe keeps him away from the NFL, look at what they have coming back next year with Donovan Edwards, with McCarthy, with the O-line. I just do the math. We're going to be I, we're going to be talking at this time next year about JJ McCarthy leaving and being a possible top man, ten or Heisman winner. You know all that. You no, know absolutely, and it's a very good quarterback group next year with yeah. Caleb Williams and uh, oh, I know. Drake May from North Carolina that you saw that didn't go very well against Oregon, but that's uh, right. It'll yeah. be interesting. I think Harbaugh, you know, it has has what everybody wanted from him in Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson. Not quite Alabama with the national championships. One of those programs in place where you're just reloading. Uh, Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com in studio. Uh, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Also listen in on the Detroit Lions podcast weekly. Just search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. Good stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Awesome. Thanks for having me in. All right, Jeff Risden in studio here on this Thursday edition of The Huge Show. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Huge Show that airs every weekday afternoon at 3 right here on the Michigan Sports Network. How would you like to win a trip of a lifetime from Soren Eagle and the Alumni Association of the University of Michigan? Well, you could be in L.A. to watch Michigan in the national championship game if they beat TCU. You need to enter now. If you're 21 and up, text the word CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21000 for your chance to win. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
We are back on the huge show across Michigan. A reminder, if you want to win that trip, or at least have a chance to win it, to go see Michigan in the national championship game on January 9th, and you're 21 and up, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21,000. You have until Monday at noon, text CHAMPS, C-H-A-M-P-S, to 21,000, and you'll have a shot at winning that trip to see Michigan if they make it to the college football national championship game. Big. Bad. Huge. 